Hello, and welcome to episode 145 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week we're taking something ripped directly from the Discord. See, we listen. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so we're going to be talking, someone asked about how you like can teach people to play magic. And so... Yeah. I gave a uh, like a short explanation of why well, I'm probably not super qualified to talk on this topic uh, in Discord, but we're going to talk about it anyway because I figure if if one of you are asking the question, then there's probably more of you out there that are interested in the answer. So we'll work through uh, you know my thought process, and hopefully Brian has some insights here and talk about some of the different options available. Yeah. So. Uh, if you want to tweet us your ways of teaching people, you can get us at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can drop us an email, show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Uh, now, the spiel where I ask you to support the show. Uh, if you're looking to pick up any singles, maybe pre order some Crimson Vow stuff, uh, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link. Sign into your account, whatever you order from that point on, we'll get a small percentage of to help keep the show going. Um, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Throw a couple bucks in the pot and you get access to our pre-show that you know the general public doesn't have access to, little off the cuff, no editing, just kind of us catching up. You also get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what's going on you know, the following episode. Um, they're also kind of a nice reference. If, you know, you remember us talking about something, but don't quite remember the bullet points, you can go back and look at the show notes and, you know, see what was in there. Um, I started getting the next round of Patreon givebacks together. I've got them all made. I just got to stuff them in envelopes and get them sent out. And I got the next round in the mail. And they look pretty sweet. Uh, so. Is this is this the one that I got for? Uh, was that was that my co-host give back that I found on my uh, mailbox? Yeah, that, that, that was the co-host give back. Yeah, they they were when I saw them. I I, I went ooh was my yeah. first was my first uh, re- response. My mail yeah. person had beat uh, had beat me to the mailbox, so they were under the mail. Oh. <laughs> I was I like took out the mail and I was like oh oh yeah they're pretty nice, nice. yeah they're pretty yeah. nice they're pretty cool came up pretty good I'm excited for them hopefully you guys will like them and if you're interested in one head over to Patreon.com/slash/CasualTryHardMTG sign up and we'll uh, we'll get them sent out this round this next round will probably go out around Christmas time um, and this one the last one we did um, good luck basic lands. Uh, the last ones of those will be going out shortly here. And I did one like every other month where I just sent out a couple lands as, as a thank you, just kind of a token of our appreciation. And this one, I think I'm going to do the same way. There's three cards and I'll split them, you know, every other month or so and get them out there until I can figure out what to do for the next ones. And also... I uh I have a play mat behind me. I'd like to raffle off somehow. I got to figure out how Ooh. to do that. I'll, I'll probably just uh throw all our patrons' names in a hat and have my wife pick it and send that out to somebody. So if you're looking to get in on that, you can throw a couple bucks in a Patreon, and I'll include you in the raffle too. So there's 
There are digital ways to do that, but you can also do the paper. I'm, I'm sure the there are, but I'm old and like computer illiterate and like this is about all I can figure out how to do. So you're, you're like, I have post-it notes in a pen. We'll figure this out. I do. Yeah. I have a plethora of writing utensils that I don't use anymore because everything, everything's digital now. Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was talking to one of the guys at work and um, like in my shirt pocket at work, I have my tread depth gauge, a pocket screwdriver, a flashlight and a pen. And that's what's always in my shirt pocket at work, like every, every single day. And when I was training new people, I'd always say, what's the most important tool that I have in my work area? And, you know, somebody would say like a 19 mil wrench or a screwdriver or whatever. And no, it's this pen in my pocket. That pen in my pocket makes me more money than anything else. You know when the last time I used my pen was? <laughs> Everything's digital now. I don't now, have to use a pen anymore. Okay. Now, I get my car worked on on the other side of the parking lot. So and- they just changed our system, so they won't be using pens anymore. Oh, okay. Because like they like still like marked on the carbon copy sheet of like yeah. if stuff if my tires were red or yellow or green, yeah. tread and stuff. So that's all gone now. Yeah, you'll get a text message with that, um, like oh, a I, link to that report. Okay, I do. I do get the text message now. So yeah, maybe maybe I just uh, yeah uh, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah they. I'm assuming that's, I know they were changing to the same system that we have. Um, I don't know when the change is or was occurring. I've, I've been getting the text messages the last time or two I went. So maybe I'm just thinking about like a bygone era of, of all yeah. the pieces of paper in my car to, yeah. to you know, maintain the service history. Yeah. Like, now you're just going to give practice. someone like a, give someone a QR code. They're just going to look at your service history. <laughs> Boop. Scan this with your phone. Click on it. There's everything that's ever been done to the car. Yeah. Um, so have you ever seen the movie Hot Fuzz? I have. Right? What is what is the most important tool that Nicholas Angel has? Oh shit, I don't remember, man. It's been so long since I saw that movie. I, I watched the Cornetto trilogy probably once a year. Uh okay. it's his notebook. Uh, right? Remember he like takes yeah. notes and like tricks and like stresses people out by taking notes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's just like your pen. Yep, just like my pen. I'm sure customers get stressed when they see me pull my pen out. They're like, no, how much I don't money? I do that anymore, though. <laughs> they just hear click, 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 and they're like, oh, no. Yeah, click and clack turns into cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching sounds. Yeah. So the like the whole point of this new system that we use is that you're supposed to be able to do this checklist um, on your phone, mm-hmm. like not not from your you know workstation computer, but from your like cell phone. So there's an app to download and you can like, you know, go through your checklist and take pictures of things that need attention or whatever. Yeah. But uh, none of us have installed it on our phone. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got, I, I don't videos. want work stuff on my phone. I've got, <laughs> well, I mean, videos. they might have over at Honda, but none of yeah. us Volkswagen guys have I put know. it on our phone. It is, it is so weird. We've gone off on a tangent, but why, whatever. It is yeah. so weird. The number of like things now. That it's like, hey, you bought this pocket computer for your own personal use. I did. So what we would like you to do is let us have you install some software so that you can do your job using your personal pocket computer. 
why, why don't you just right. buy me a work pocket computer? No, 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 no. You already have one. So could you yeah, please why just why would like... you need two? Yeah. Now, I mean, my my wife has a work phone yeah. for when yeah. she's on call, thankfully, right? Okay. But she has she has a work phone. But like, yeah, like, oh, hey, could you like install such and such app on your phone to like interact with students? I'm good, thanks. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thanks. That's, I'm, that's I'm just what I need. Like, I've, I've made it a point that nobody except for the service manager and the other shop foreman, who I don't mind, um, <laughs> like, have my phone number. So if there's a problem when I'm not there, I don't get phone calls from the service writers. I don't get phone calls from the parts department. I don't get phone calls from anybody else in the shop because I haven't given them my phone number. This is why so, I, on the other hand, have email on my phone and just get random questions from students and like other people all the yeah. time. The part of the point of this like new software, the thing that goes on your phone that does, you know, all the shop management stuff is that for each ticket, for each repair order, there is a chat window. So you can like talk back and forth with parts department, service advisors, uh, service manager, whatever. Like each one has its own little chat room and you can like at people and it'll like ping them and let them know that there's a message they need to look at or whatever. I definitely don't want that on my phone. Like if the version on my phone was just fill out the, you know, the inspection form, maybe take a couple pictures. Like I might be okay with that just because, you know, it makes me more efficient or whatever, but I do not want a way for people to get a hold of me and ask me stupid questions when I'm not at work. <laughs> yeah, like we have like we have definitely taken the idea of like uh a 9 to 5 job and just like incinerated it. Oh yeah. Right? Like, you know, 20 years ago when you were a college professor, right? You know, mm -hmm. if you left at 4, you were effectively dead until right. 8 a.m. the next day. These two no exist. One, no one could get a hold of you, right? Like, maybe you would, like, find a note slid under your door when you got back. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, like, I need some help. Like, I'm going to come by later on on Tuesday. I'll see you then. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Or, like, you would work on cars, and then you would leave, and there was right. no expectation that anyone <laughs> would interact with you when you were not in the garage. And Correct. now they're like, hey, can we, like, you know, hit you up on vacation? No. No, no, no. you cannot. But, no, but we have the little app on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, yeah, no. I'm going to no. delete that now. <laughs> yeah. I Every every day when you leave, you delete the app, and then you come in the morning and you reinstall it. Reinstall it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or you guys could get me a work phone so I could do my job. And yeah, I, I mean, it wouldn't it even in my drawer. Phone. Like it's a it's a mobile app. So it could so just like, be a tablet. Yeah, or whatever. Like just something with, you know, a touch screen and a camera. And yeah. I don't know. Like that's partially the reason that one of the reasons why I had been wanting a tablet was not so much for the uh the shop management software, but all of our repair manuals and wiring diagrams and stuff are available in app form. Gotcha. And sometimes it's handy, like, especially if you're, you know, underneath a dash doing some wiring work or tracing down wires or whatever. It's handy to not have to be running back and forth to the computer. 
especially when you got a bad back and it's hard to like get in position and then forget which pin you were trying to figure out. Um, So a tablet's nice for that kind of stuff. When you're upside down under a dash, you're like, you know what I don't want to do? Get out. I just want to get this done. Especially when half your spine's titanium. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, well, there, there was an aside. Uh, have we pimped? Have we pimped the YouTube yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. Sorry about that. Wow, yeah, yeah that was is, a hell of a tangent. <laughs> this, hey, we've he listened to twelve hours of the Receivables in the last couple episodes. Have been like an hour of nonsense and like thirty five minutes about magic cards from whatever yeah, set. Sorry. So they're rubbing off on me. Yeah, he's like, let's talk about random stuff. All right. Yeah. Anyways. We have a YouTube channel. You should check it out. We do box openings and draft videos. We post them whenever it's prudent for us to post them, typically around set release. Go check it out. Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Yeah, when we feel like we, when we have the desire to make them. <laughs> well, I mean, when it's when it's relevant, like yeah. there, there's not really any point in posting draft videos, you know, two weeks before a new set comes out. And yeah. like, I'm not going to do, you know, a box opening of, midnight hunt when crimson bow is going to release so yeah typically fair. around that release youtube gets pretty active and then you know if we come across a, a sweet deck or something that we think you guys might be interested in i'll do a video real quick but other than that it, it doesn't get a whole lot of constant updating unless there's stuff that you guys want to see hit us up on twitter facebook email whatever and let us know if there's some sort of youtube content that you wish we would do yeah and we'll we'll see if we can make that happen uh, one last thing is we have our Discord. Uh, there's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of either of us, and we'll get you the quickest response time. And it's a nice way for us to kind of have a conversation that, you know, is a little bit more natural. And like I said, this week's uh, episode is pulled right from Discord. So if you guys got any any new episode ideas or things you want us to talk about on the show, hop on over there and let us know what you want to hear about. Cause I think we got like a week or two before our set review episode. Yeah. Is like that right? The, uh, gosh, uh, whatever magic daily MTG or weekly MTG or whatever the, the Twitch show is that they do. Yeah. Uh, that's this the, week. Right? Yeah. The 28th is where they start uh, showing off cards. Yeah. And then like, have they condensed previous season into like nine days now? Um, I think the the Midnight Hunt preview season was just over a week, so maybe. Yeah, so like it's going to be like Thursday to like the next Friday or Monday or something. Yeah. And then like it'll be Thursday, a week, and then maybe a little the next week, and then boom, set comes out. So like we're yeah. two weeks away from a new set. Yeah. So next week we'll probably talk about the mechanics that come out on, thir- on well, today if you're listening to this when the show comes out um we'll talk about the mechanics and then the week after we'll probably either the week after or the week after that depending on you know how it falls we'll do our set review episode yep so like we said from the discord we were asked about how to teach someone to play magic and this came from uh i guess you have their like their alternate their absent posterior grain asked this Absent posterior changed changed their name because oh, okay. we uh I don't know we we might have poked fun a little bit about the old name so okay 
No, no hate. So I, I think, yeah, I think they changed their name. We, okay. we were we were poking fun at you, buddy. We love you. <laughs> All right. So, so they want to know: Have you, um, like, wants to know? Have you done a show on like introducing people to magic? And I, we haven't. We've we always, haven't. we've taken the show from a point of like, if you're listening to magic content, you have a basic understanding of the game. Yeah. Right. We've done a lot more on how to improve you as a player. And almost nothing on how to improve others as a player or make them players. Yeah. So they wanted to know, like, all right, like, what kind of decks do you use? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, are there, like, dual decks that can be geared or, like, some pre-con stuff? And and how do you keep yourself from just dunking on them? Well, (laughs) very carefully. Very carefully. Like you've, you've got to like work on that. So I've I've taught my wife to play like semi recently, to the okay. point where to the point where she came down. We needed a sixth person for a draft, and she came down and did a draft. I was like, just take all the rares and all the cards of the same color, and <laughs> like I want all the rares out of these packs. Yeah. Um, uh, and then she played. Yeah. Uh, so she knew like my wife the, has no interest in the game, so yeah. she she will not be learning how to play magic. So she knew the basics. Yeah. And so like one of the things, and this is this is how like you know I, I teach in class, right? Mm-hmm. Is right, I like to start with the basics mm-hmm. and get someone to have a good foundation mm-hmm. and then just keep layering things on top. Where you're always coming back to that basic foundation. So my first thought is like, basically like, you know, explain the gist of the game, right? You know, like, you've got like, you've got this, you've got a deck of cards. There are like lands and then spells and explain mana costs and stuff like that. So like just the basics, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you can explain that to someone like, oh, hey, if this has a little tree in the top corner, you've got to like turn a tree sideways to do it. Right. Right. And we've talked about all the phases of the game and stuff. But like one of my first thoughts is like you should start by just playing like the simplest version of magic. Yeah. Which might just be like lands and creatures. Yeah. I don't know if you remember like the portal decks that came out. Like a million years ago? A million years ago. Yeah. They were like built just to teach people how to play and they didn't have instants. So you didn't have to worry about like teaching people timing rules. You could just play creatures and cast spells. Yeah. So I think like if you like teach people, I think we're like okay, like we're gonna start by learning that like you draw a card each turn, you can play one land, and then you know you can cast spells, Mm -hmm. right? You can you can play creatures, right? And then that gets you to like all right, now here's here's combat. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you could spend like an hour or two just working on like draw your card, tap your lands. Like you've got three trees, tap three trees. Mm-hmm. Right. And then play your play your three drop creature. And then, OK, you can attack and explain blocking and stuff and get them really familiar with like the concept of creatures, because, you know, for as wild as things have been in magic creatures are still kind of like the core of it well i mean creatures are arguably more the core of it now than they have ever been yeah and i would i would specify 
like try to pick like simple creatures to start with. Yes. Right. For like sure. I, like I'm talking like grizzly you know, bear. Grizzly bear. Like you might have to go deep, 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 yeah. deep into your uh your your collection to find like a two mana two two with yeah. like just flavor text. Yeah. Right. And then you no can like get no get some get some creatures that have like, you know, trample or you know, can't flying. be blocked yeah, flying or can't be blocked yeah. by things power two or greater or whatever, right? Some things yeah. with abilities, but you don't want like werewolf pack leader. Where like you're trying to teach them like Questing beast. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like trying to teach them like pack tactics and what this activated ability is. It's like, no, you know what? Just like a simple just game. Yeah, just very simple like yep. thing. Right. And also like I have like done it where like i've pretty much played the game like face up Mm -hmm. at least initially to be like okay so what did you draw okay so what are the things you can do this turn and like you're initially walking them through their turn right until they get to the point where they're comfortable enough that you can be like okay now we can actually like play Uh, play a little right and you're like oh okay oh you attack okay go to combat like attack and it's like well okay then you can explain like, oh, you have a three three, I have a four four. Maybe you don't make that attack. Just because you can attack doesn't mean you should attack. And like small strategy stuff, right? But get yeah, them that's kinda like where I have an issue. Um like I haven't taught a ton of people how to play. Um, which is kind of what I said in Discord. I've like randomly been asked to show somebody the game, like at the game store a bunch of times because for whatever reason, people like me and I'm knowledgeable. Um, and I, you know, I'm friends with the owners or whatever. So that like, they yeah. trust me to, you know, onboard somebody to the game. And, but outside of that, I think I've only taught maybe a handful of people how to play the game. Like, so I don't have a ton of experience, like onboarding people into magic and, you know, turning them into somebody that cares about the game. And the hardest thing that I've found, especially when, like it's at the local game store and somebody has asked me to show this person magic. I have a hard time finding that line in between like the game mechanics, the rules and the strategy. Yeah. And I think like it's, this kind of goes back to what you were saying about keeping things simple is if you can find a way to pull the strategy out of it and just show them how the game works, some of the strategy will come like over time, like, that's one of the reasons why I like this game is like, there's so much to learn about it. It always keeps your brain going and you're always learning. You're always learning something. Yeah. If you try and shove, if you try and front load a bunch of that strategy, I think you can overload people. So like, yeah, definitely just keep it simple. The game is complicated enough as it is. And yeah. that's why I was like, if you can get someone confident with like the concept of casting spells understanding some of the rules words and like you know how like how creature combat works right and Mm -hmm. then like you know it's also a question of how much time do you have right like if this is like a friend who's interested in magic and like you're gonna hang out twice a week for the next like two or three weeks right you can go much slower than like yo i've got like i'm gonna be here for an hour and a half yeah like explain to me how to play magic and you're like all right i can kind of like do you know the 
the the barest bones thing. But if you have more time, right, you could spend like a day where you only like attack and block and make creatures and explain flying and you know that stuff makes sense, right? And yeah. then like you can be like, okay, well now let's do sorceries. We're still doing everything on your turn, or like sorceries and artifacts, right? Mm-hmm. We're still doing everything on our turn, but now there are these other things. Yeah. Right, like, oh, these things kill things or make your creatures bigger or whatever. And then, yeah, like, the only thing that's weird about or kind of tricky is like a lot of artifacts have activated abilities, yeah. which means you need to teach like timing rules. Yeah, but like, just like trying to keep it like, you know, just adding like a little bit more each time and getting someone yeah. comfortable with like that new thing. Because, yeah. like, first, like, I cast spell, it goes on the battlefield, it stays there. Then you're like, yep. oh, hey, now you tap your lands and you get an effect, mm-hmm. but that doesn't stay. Yeah. Right? Now you're like, hey, let's add um, instance. Now we have to talk about doing stuff on your opponent's turn. Yeah. And things like that. So you can add little bits of complexity mm-hmm. and, uh, and get... And like get them more into the game without overloading them. But if yeah, yeah, if you try to hit them with like, all right, no, like wait to, like wait to do your your cast your instant until I cast my spell and stuff. Like they're just not going to get all of it. Yeah. Cognitive load. Yeah, so it's the point of getting them familiar enough with the game mm-hmm. that like they'll start to see things on their own. Yeah. Right. Where, like, you know, they play an aura, right? You get to, like, you get to the aura part of, like, the game, yeah. right? And then you cast a removal spell. And then they're, like, they're super sad. And you're like, okay, you're super sad. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Well, I lost two of my cards. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? And, like, they can feel like they're figuring stuff out while yeah. also, like, Right, like they're learning some strategy because they're like, okay, that felt bad. I would like to yeah, avoid that it. feeling. So yep. how can I avoid that? And you're like, oh, okay, well, here's where maybe you don't play that until I don't have any mana mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So I think it's just giving them the game in small enough pieces that yep. like they're you're still playing magic, mm-hmm. but you're playing a very small version of magic. And you're like building that version of magic out. Yeah, there is like you want to make sure that they're having fun. Like that's, you know, the reason to play the game is to have fun. So you don't want to overload them with, you know, any any sort of, you know, ridiculous strategy or um, like overbearing rules interactions or whatever up front because. Like I, I played the game back when I was in high school and then I came back to the game you know, six or seven, seven, eight years ago at this point. And I remember vividly, like both times where I started playing magic, the bug that you get, like that feeling where, oh, like the world is limitless and you can do anything with these cards and like it gets its hooks in, you know what I mean? And that's all you want to do is play magic. And you want to make sure that you provide whoever you're teaching the opportunity to catch that bug because there's like really nothing else like it. Yeah. And like if you like we're saying, you know, if you get super overbearing with, you know, 
you're just trying to teach them creature combat, but you're playing a deck with planeswalkers or something in it. Like that's, that's going to be way too much. Yeah. I think that like you want to give them enough that what, what did, uh, what did they say in Seinfeld? Always leave them wanting more. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Where they like are starting to see things and they want to see more. Yeah. Right. As opposed to being like, here's the whole thing. Yeah. Good luck then, digesting that. Yeah, and they're like and they just can't process all of it. But you're like, okay, yeah. well, like next time we're gonna like work on instance, right? And like, oh, what's mm-hmm. that? Like that's interesting. Right. So you know, that is like I think that is one way to do it is just starting really simple. And yeah. like, you know, I think that worrying about like dunking on them, I think initially, right, they are expecting to be dunked upon. Right, like yeah, I mean, I would imagine so. You've played a lot. I haven't played at all. I'm gonna lose some, right? But like, yeah. if the games are close or like interesting, or like you know, something interesting happens in the game, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, like that can hook them, even if they, even if they lose, right? Yeah. Right. So like, you could like make a deck that just you know, you're like, I'm gonna pick you know, four or five keywords to like sprinkle in this deck. Like we're going to, I'm going to have a flying, have some flying creatures. Mm-hmm. I'll have some creatures with death touch. I'll have yeah, a, some, some creatures with trample. I'll have a creature with menace, right? That covers kind of the big. Yeah. The major ones, the major keywords that show up on uh, creatures. Right. And they can like see how those interact. And then you're like, okay, let's add spells. And like, okay, let's add spells that kill their creatures and spells that make, tokens and spells that pump right? yeah. and it can be like okay let's we can do auras right because auras are a little harder because like much like a spell that targets like the aura has to have a target it doesn't do anything unless it has a target so you're like okay here's the downside here's like what you need to like think about mm-hmm. and like you know you can build all that stuff up yeah and like you know each time they see a little bit more they're gonna want to they're gonna want to understand more do yep. you remember, like, okay, I'm going to date myself. Do you remember when they used to put the rule book in the starter decks? Not only do I remember that, but I have an old starter deck box full of old rule books. I think I have six or seven of them. Oh, man. I remember reading the rule book. My eyesight's that too bad. Tiny now little to, print. My eyesight's too bad to do that now. But like 20 yeah. years ago or 25 years ago, I could, ooh, whew. <laughs> yeah, so the the rule book now is much larger than it yeah, used is to be. Like comp rules, like two hundred something pages. Probably this was like a book that was like the size of a magic card and like thirty maybe pages. ten cards thick. Yeah, it wasn't super thick. Yeah, uh, I definitely had read the rules at some point. Like, oh yeah, that small version of the rules. Right, that's just not I, something I owned a copy of that pocket guide. You remember the pocket guide? I don't think I had. I don't think I remember that. It was like I don't know six by nine or whatever. It wasn't a full size book, but it was much larger than the little rule book, and it was maybe two hundred pages. Gotcha. It was probably like ninety six. It came out. Yeah, now it's like uh, it'd be it'd be a, a, a like pocket dictionary. It'd be super thick. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, now it's just an app on your phone. Yeah, but. Um, See, everything comes back to that magic pocket computer. It does. It does. <laughs> but like, I don't, 
I don't think you can like you're never gonna expect anyone to like do that like read that so you're gonna have to yeah. like give them what you can of rules interactions and stuff with again like you know you and I have both been playing for a long time mm-hmm. and like if someone put a gun to my head and said explain layers to me oh not a chance I'd be like I guess I'd die I guess this is yep. where it ends right not like, if a, a chance. like if an L2 was like gun to my head like Split layers or I shoot you. Just be like, dude, pull the trigger. Save us all 10 minutes of me sounding dumb. Yeah. What I happens guess... with a blood moon and Urza's saga and a spreading seas? Go. I don't know. I think something, I don't know. Kill me. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I so think there's... it's still an enchantment mountain, maybe, with the first ability. But it's an island now. I, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a very, um, it's very difficult. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't you can't expect anyone to, like, read all the rules. So you've got to give them enough that they can play the game competently. Competently, yeah. like, in, like, air quotes, right? Whatever, right? But, like, realize that it's going to be like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of weird stuff going forward. Yeah. Like, this is going to get you in the door. Playing the game is going to introduce you to these weird scenarios. And then you're going to have to, like... uh figure it out from from there right like then then you're gonna have to like you know hopefully have opponents that you can like trust that are like your other friends or like people at the local game store like not be afraid to ask to be like hey like what what happens here i I don't know yep so that happens all the time like back in the days when i used to play at the local game store um i mean i was always getting questions can you come over here and we got two questions about this board state real quick so i'd stop my game and run over and answer yeah. a couple questions i used to call myself an l.5 yeah exactly yeah i was like i, I, was I like, think that used to be called a rules advisor yeah I, I was like i was like i know enough that i can get you through like most things yeah but if you're like this thing's been turned to frog and then had counters put on it and then had its base power toughness become a three three and then someone cast inside out on. I'm just gonna. Like, I don't know. Leave me alone. Yeah. I, I and can't. There's also a humility in play. Yeah, like I, I can't go away. Yeah. How about you just decide that you're going to scoop this game and start over again because <laughs> it's broken, right? You're, but for, just pretend the thing's dead. Let's yeah. just pretend it's dead because it's Does basically make, dead. That makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. So yeah, just like you know. Let them get to the point where they can cast spells and they have a basic understanding. And then you can work on like, okay, it's an instant. You want to give your opponent the least amount of information possible. Yeah, so that's where we to cast in. it. Yeah, right. But like initially you're just like, hey, you can cast this in combat if you want and surprise yeah. me. Oh, that's cool. Right. You don't have to get into the like, okay, now how can you maximize the value of the spells? Like, no, no, you, you can cast this spell. Anytime. Oh, interesting. Oh, anytime. anytime. Yeah. Cool. Right? And then they're going to cast it at the worst possible time. Right. And then you can be like, okay, hey, cool. Now, here's how you could have done that better. Let's try to go back and try again. And, that, and like, totally set yourself up to be like a doofus, right? Like, be oh, like, yeah. okay, okay, let's rewind this because what if I played my, played my, own pump spell to make give my guy plus two plus two then you play yours after i play mine 
to give your thing plus three plus three so you win the fight now right oh because i wouldn't have cast my spell if i saw you had already cast your spell oh right and that lets you talk about priority right and things like that yep so you know like you can just be like all right so i'm gonna make this play and then you make that play and then you win this exchange right and like they might feel like a little bit they got a little bit of a win they -hmm. now maybe understand something they didn't understand before and like it all comes out like in the wash like like at this point you're not trying to win right you're just trying to like help them understand like the basics yeah, and like that probably has a lot to do with the uh, the dunking question yeah. as well. Is like don't don't try and win. Like yeah, don't play with your goal to win. Play with your goal to make sure that whoever you're teaching has fun and learn something. Like maybe don't play your spell at the most opportune time if there's a chance that you know whoever you're teaching is going to get something out of you playing it at the wrong time. Yeah, or you know, I like you know you're not playing your like good deck. Like don't start them off with like, okay, here's, here's modern, uh, Grix, uh, Jeskai control. And here's yeah. Valakut. Let's play. It's like, no, 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 this is, <laughs> this is not what we want. Like you would never start someone on like, here's storm. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, no, you don't need to be doing a math problem, a Rubik's cube. Right. And this isn't even magic. <laughs> right. No, no, let's not do that. Right. But or dredge. Yeah, like playing a game that's only magic adjacent <laughs> that that has only uses 10% of the rules engine. Uh, right. But like you but like don't be afraid to be like, oh, hey, here's this like, you know, if, you, if there's someone that, you know, like likes puzzles, right? Yeah. Like you could show them like if you play Storm. Yeah, you could show them like a goldfish of like here's how storm works mm-hmm. right and like they could be like oh wow that's really neat this is a different way to play this game than what i knew existed yeah right? something to work towards yeah right like but you're not gonna sit down with like here's your welcome deck and then you're like turn two goblin electromancer <laughs> and they're like <clears throat> that's a weird ability i don't have any of these instants and sorceries in my deck and then you're like metamorphose 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 <laughs> And they're like, what, 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 what happened? You're like, just sit and watch. <laughs> Grape shot you for 20. Dark ritual, dark ritual. Goblin char belcher. Yeah. And they're just like, what, what did I watch? You got got. Woo. Yeah. Right. Then no like, lands in this deck. Yeah. They're like, oh man, this is no fun. But like, yeah. yeah, like you just need to start out simple and like, you know, introduce them to, you know, other ways of playing the game like oh hey like we can like watch this like you know saffron olive video or this like other like video of like this deck i enjoy and right Mm -hmm. like you know i know it's a really long way away but like this is what i like about the game and give them that introduction as well and be like you know or like you know play your like at some point you could play your like you know good creature deck against them and like you know, play it a little suboptimally so they feel like mm-hmm. they're in the game and they're like seeing like, oh, that's a really neat card, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like Ragavan, like that's that's a wild amount of text. Guess it is. <laughs> Guess it is. It's it does not so okay. much. It's not okay, 
Right. Right. But just give them like give them simple things and let them build up and yeah. and understand as they go and just try to keep the game interesting and not overwhelming. Right. So just- you mentioned a couple times about like the sorts of decks to play. And mm-hmm. we had mentioned welcome decks at some point in there. Yes. Welcome still- decks don't exist anymore. I was going to say, do they still do this? Nope. They went away. Um, so like I have a big section in the notes here about like the different tools that are available to teach somebody the game. So I don't know. Do you want to run through like these tools and yeah, maybe I think that's like, talk about how they apply to like teaching somebody? Yeah. So like so like the first thing that I have here is arena. Now, I don't necessarily think arena is the best tool to onboard somebody into the game because a lot of the magic of the game, see there was there was a pun there. I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Um a lot of the magic of the game is through like social interaction and discovery and you lose a lot of both of those when you're playing on arena. Yeah. The thing that arena has going for it though, is the rules engine is built into it. So you don't have to think as much about like the motions. You just play your cards when arena says you can. And there's also, I'm trying to think back cause like I got in arena during Ixalan with like the alpha testing. Mm-hmm. So I skipped over most of the introductory stuff, but I'm pretty sure there's like an introductory tutorial, right? There is. There's that. Like that like teach you, you know, what creatures are and what spells are and what lands are and stuff. Yeah. So you had here like you can direct challenge or maybe use Discord or something. What I was going to yeah. say is like, you know, you could Discord or like even, you know, uh, for us, for us old timers, couch co-op, if you will, like, mm-hmm. and just like sit with your friend and just have them pound on Sparky for a while. Like yeah. take, oh, one yeah, of the, like, take one of the welcome decks and you guys can just like talk through what you can do playing against Sparky, right? Sparky's yeah. going to offer very little resistance. Oh yeah. He will occasionally win a game, uh, but very little resistance. Yeah. Right. And the cards he plays are pretty simple. Like it's creatures, like, you know, removal spells and pump spells, right? Just mm-hmm. like core base magic principles. Yep. And then like you guys could sit there and like work through. All right. Like, hey, what's your like share your screen with me? OK, what's your hand? Like, what what can you do here? Well, I guess I can play a land. And mm-hmm. OK, so now I have two lands. So I can play anything that costs two. It's like, yeah, and Arena lift those up for you. So you right. can play that. But I think with like with a if you're using Arena to teach, I think you need to be somehow there yeah. helping to like drive the bus. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that makes sense. If you were if you were teaching someone how to drive with like and you like always had the Tesla autopilot on. Right, yeah. like how much actual learning how to drive are they doing, and how much yeah, of it much. is how much it is it, of it is the car driving them until it like you know hits a parked car or like right. a fire truck or something. Um, 
which was a problem well, it, for a that's, while. That's yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I mentioned the tutorial though, because the tutorial part of it, like, it, I mean, it does absolutely hold your hand and it limits yeah. what you can learn. But the tutorial will at least like teach what lands are and yeah, you like, know what no, creatures are. A hundred percent, like go through that. But then, like, you know, like okay, you've got you've got two lands and like there are two cards lit up. Right. Yeah. If you don't like be like, all right, like, why can you cast that? Well, it costs one and a green and I have two green lands so I can cast that or I can cast the thing that's green green. It's like, yep. OK. As opposed mm-hmm. to just like, you know, the the Riley Knight Arena Boys thing of I just take cards that glow and pull them onto the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you need to make sure that you like are helping them like understand why the card glows. Yeah. As opposed to just like I see pretty color, I draw, I, I pull card, right. it it go make noise, it roars. Roar. I like roar. <laughs> I just I just watched Idiocracy, so. <laughs> uh yeah. It's so got what like, plants crave. It does. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. Why does it have a lot? Yeah. What are electrolytes? What plants crave? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you just, but just being there to like. To, like, help them be like, oh, okay, like, I understand why this thing is glowing. Yeah. Like, I think I did the tutorial a million years ago. Yeah. Where I, I, I don't even think there was a tutorial when I... Yeah. Like, when or I signed I, up, I don't think there was a tutorial. Or I might have, like, skipped through it super fast, so I can't vouch for how good it is. But I think that is a good place to, like, start. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are probably some very good, like learning how to play magic youtube videos oh i'm sure there are where like like, hey man i want to learn how to play magic and you could just be like oh hey cool you know do a quick you know youtube search and be like oh hey there's this like here here's this professor video or whoever like watch this like 20 minute video on the basics yeah and then like you'll they'll have a foundation to start with yeah right so like so Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just using technology, either it be yeah. like arena or YouTube videos or something to be like, all right, here's, here's, because you just want them to, if you get them to have a foundation, it makes everything else way easier. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, and, and I had mentioned welcome decks. Um, they used to hand those out. They'd ship them free to game stores for game stores to hand out just for teaching people to play. Um, they kind of, got rid of them for some reason i'm not 100 percent sure of like the why but now they have welcome boosters which is a booster pack full of you know entry level quote cards but they also throw some stuff in there that's a little bit more advanced and cards that like people might actually want to play with instead of a deck full of you know merfolk of the pearl trident or Shivan Dragons or something. Like cards that are actually playable. Um, I think I was reading an article about them like while I was writing the show notes and the article mentioned that one of the ones that they opened had uh, Niv-Mizzet Perun in it, which isn't... I mean, it's a significantly more complicated card than a Shivan Dragon, but isn't the most complicated card in the world, even though there's a bunch of text on it. Yeah. Um, 
but it's a card that's fun to play with and like people would want to play with. And I think you can also get planeswalkers in those welcome packs also. Yeah. Another there way were, to like, there were the planeswalker decks as well. I guess they were a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Like But I don't even think those are around anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, for our secret layer overlords. Yeah. Must have more secret layers. That's right. Um so yeah, like I think that like playing in per like teaching in person is probably best for that yeah. gathering aspect. Mm-hmm. For the like, because like people are gonna be way more apt to play if they're gonna like do it with people they enjoy doing it with, right? Right? Like, hey, like here's this cool game. Download it on computer. Stare at your screen, and then come back and check on me when you're done. <laughs> yeah. How did it go? I don't yeah. know. The I little got white, it. yeah. The little white ball told me, "Good job. You're trying hard." Then killed me. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, right. But like, if you can make it something that like you do over the course of a few weeks, right? Yeah. Like that, that will make it way easier. Mm-hmm. Then you have here like jumpstart, which yeah, I don't know. If this is supposed to be taking the place of the welcome decks or not, I guess we'll know more. Like if they do a new jumpstart, they are like doing new, one with like new a... new printings. I thought that was just the arena one. Oh, I thought they announced that they were doing another jumpstart. I might be wrong. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they might be. Um, but I think like jumpstart, even the like unique to jumpstart cards that they made that are obviously more complicated than a welcome deck are still pretty easy to grok compared to, you know, stuff from like a normal expansion or heaven forbid, like modern horizons or something. Um, like, I mean, you read an Allosaurus shepherd and you kind of get what it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no, no weird timing interactions or stuff like that. I mean, I think the cards are, more complicated than like they might be more complicated than where you want to um what's it called where you'd want to start okay you know what i mean like it could be something where like after you've done it for a week or two graduate into jump start yeah but i don't think you want to like have your first thing be like jump start or like you know um Right, because like imagine if your friend gets the blue deck, right? And yeah, you've explained... and they got a handful of counter spells and cantrips. Yeah, or like you play a turn one Allosaurus Shepherd, and then you have to explain yeah. that another card does do anything. Right, and you're like, and they're like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't fun, right? Like, yeah, you know, you you know, you don't want to you don't want to birth a blue mage. You don't want to be like, ah. Oh, countering things your misery gives me pleasure right <laughs> but like you want their cards to do stuff but i know that alice or shepherd is like a mythic narrow example yeah but like you know after they you know after they kind of learn like oh there are some cards that don't let me do stuff and some cards that let me do stuff you wouldn't want like your first like it's the first game you shuffle up and you're like boom alice or shepherd and then they're just like oh and then, and then yeah. like they play their counter spell, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't work. Well, why not? Yeah. 
it, it says counter the spell, and that's the spell I'm countering the spell. Yeah, but this guy down here says you can't. But now I can't do anything. Yeah. And then they're like bummed. So I don't know. Like yeah. I think that you like could like like said, like said graduate to jumpstart. Yeah. I could be like I could be trying you know, to keep it too simple, but I don't know. Like the reason I was thinking jumpstart might be good is kind of twofold. Um, number one is there's like actual you know playable, valuable cards in jumpstart, whereas like the old welcome decks there weren't. It was just all all stuff that you'd learn how to play, and then the deck would sit in in your bulk bin for the rest of eternity. Um, and the other thing that's cool about jumpstart is it kind of gives you, it presents you with the chance of like letting magic get its hooks in. Like, you know, you open up six packs or whatever and you tell whoever you're, you know, teaching the game to, to, you know, pick their two favorite. And they're like, Oh, I, I really like goblins. So I'm going to take this goblin one and, you know, this other red deck and I'll smash these two together. Cause I really like goblins. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you, you know, are just playing on arena, like you, you're not really presented with the opportunity to just play goblins. Yeah. But like, you also have the, the ability to like, you know, if your friend, you know, your friend like really likes goblins, you could just build them like baby's first, like goblin deck. Right. And be yeah. like, yo, here's like a bunch of goblins, and right, it's all commons and uncommons, right? Because you know, if you if you're like, oh, I don't want to give them like, right, but like here, here's your goblins deck. Like this is the thing you get to play, mm-hmm. and when you come over next week, we'll like add more cards to it, or yeah. something, right? And you could like slowly like build them a little goblins deck that, you know, if you're like me, you have boxes in your closet of like semi unsorted bulk, and you can just be yeah. like. It doesn't matter if I get rid of, you know, you know, whatever goblin pile drivers. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and you could be like, Hey, goblin pile drivers pro, pro blue. I'm going to give them goblin pile drivers and then play a blue deck to just so get it does wrecked. Something. Yeah. Right. And then it's, that lets you explain like what pro blue means. Right. Right. And it probably lets them win. Cause they hit you for 50 or something. <laughs> probably. Right. And you're like, goblin pile drivers are like 50 cents and they got like, a cool story yeah. out of it. Like, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I, this is the first time I beat you. And you're like, yes, I set this up. <laughs> I set this up two weeks ago when I gave you these goblin pile drivers or when I That's got right. them out of my box and was like, one day they will get these pile drivers. <laughs> the and next will- person to cast these is going to get significantly more joy out of than like me having owned them for the last six years. <laughs> Yeah, and and then being stone unplayable in all goblins decks, yeah. Right? So like you can like like I said, they don't have to know that you like pick like a you know you know C minus Merfolk deck to play yeah. against like their goblin deck that has like you know uh this pro blue like house in it, right? Right, but you did and like you knew that like would give them like a cool feeling of like, Oh man, I get to attack with both of these mm-hmm. and they're going to be so big. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is so great. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of us, me included have lost that like feeling. The magic. Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh man, that yeah. was so cool. Right. Yeah. Every so often you'll like do something and you'd be like, Oh, I didn't realize that was going to work. like that. that was pretty neat. 
Yeah. But for the most part, like you do your draft and you're like, all right, I know this card and this card interact like this. And this is how I want to do this to maximize my stuff. But you like yep. lose the like, oh man, that was super cool. Yeah. And, you know, doing, um, and like, you know, setting something like that up is going to make them, uh, make them feel good and be like, oh, I want to play again. Yeah. Right? Make them want to come back. Yeah. Also, uh, real quick, uh, Jumpstart 2022 will be coming oh, out okay. in Q4 of 2022. Okay. So there's more on the way. Yes, it will have, mo- it'll be mostly reprints with some new, I'm assuming, very expensive cards. Uh, Probably. That will, that will break legacy. Um, but hey, yep. not bitter. Uh, <laughs> give, give me give me one black, remove all permanents from, uh, remove all counters from target permanent. That's all I want. That's all I ever want. That's all I ever want. Just make it happen, wizards. Um, yeah. So, um, I think jumpstart is fine. Yep. Like it's it's just hard because you can't really measure. You don't know how much complexity you're gonna get out of the gate, right? Well, I mean, there is a ceiling, though. There is, there is, but like, like jumpstart as a whole. If you take the most complex card out of jumpstart. It is significantly lower complexity than like a random card from Modern Horizons, true, or like a rare from uh, like a normal expansion. But like, I guess my thing is like, if they like shuffle together the artifact deck and then the enchantment deck. Well, right. I mean, you kind you kind of have control over that, though, right? To a point. Like, I mean, you're probably not just going to buy four jumpstart packs and smash them together and play. What I imagine you would do is like buy six, and then let whoever like, you're teaching like pick two, and then maybe say, "Oh, let's not use this one right now. Let's, you know, th- this one is fine, and then let's kind of use this other one because it goes better." Fair. And then, you know, you can pick two and, yeah, you know, then two. maybe graduate to the two that you didn't play. Yeah. Just like, yeah, you'd have to be mindful to make sure that they ended up with, like, functional decks. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, hey, here's, like, the blue artifacts deck and goblins. And it's like, yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the goblin steel shapers are not where we want to be. <laughs> right? right? Like, that is not what we want. Yeah. So just being mindful of making sure that they can like do that, like the things that they end up with work because yeah, like, I think that's kind of a small ask based on like what jumpstart can it provide is. To experience. It though. is. Um, but you want to try to, in like all of this stuff, right. You want to try to avoid the like classic magic feel bads, right. So yeah. like starting it with monocolored decks, right. Mm-hmm. So they never run into the situation of like, a red card in their hand in three forests. Right. Right. You, you, you got to save that pain for later when they're like, <laughs> when like they, they like the game when they're like, Oh wait, the game's mean to me. It's like, yes, many yeah. times, many times, young child, <laughs> it'll be mean to you. Yeah. Um, so and- like next on the list here is EDH precons. Now I do not think this is a good idea, but I have gotten feedback from other people and I know people at our local game store that 
either learned on EDH precons or teach strictly with EDH pre precons. Um, again, I do not think this is a good idea. I don't think this is where you should start your magic journey. Like maybe it's a format because it's more casual that would be like a replacement for standard as like, now that you know the game, we're going to talk about formats. We're going to, you know, play some EDH because like the social aspect of EDH might appeal. Um, but as far as like teaching gameplay, I do not think like the EDH decks are the way to go mainly because of complexity. Like basically this whole show we've talked about, you know, keeping it simple and complexity and making sure that you don't run into like cognitive overload where, you know, you're, you're just melting the brain of the person in front of you. And EDH is kind of bad for that. Like if we're, if we're talking about limiting, you know, the cards that you're playing to like, you know, just creatures with flying or trample or death touch or vigilance or whatever, the first time somebody plays a card that wants you to track your energy while one of your other opponents is keeping track of the storm count or whatever, and you're trying to explain what delirium is, like that's way too much, way, way, way too much. Um, yeah. And because like you can only have singletons, the games are way more random. So you don't have the control or like the scriptedness of like how the game's going to play out. Plus there's like all the extra stuff like, Oh, you have more life than you're supposed to. And there's commander damage and you have this other card that you can play sometimes, but it gets more expensive as the game goes along. And like all of that stuff is, you know, just adds to, or takes away from the experience, I guess, because you're, you're making, or you're forcing whoever you're teaching to focus on the wrong things. Yeah. Like, I think that if, you know, ultimately you want this player to be like the fourth in your EDH pod, right? Or yeah. whatever, the fifth in your like weekly EDH game, right? Mm -hmm. I think that spending time working on like the simple stuff and getting to the point where they can cast spells and stuff. And then you can be like, all right, this is going to be wild. Yeah. But like, we'll like, play you in our EDH deck, you know, a couple weeks in, or EDH game a couple weeks in, and now you're going to, like, understand the basics and be like, yeah. there's going to be a lot that's going to go on. Like, just focus on your stuff, right? Like, yeah. making sure that you cast your spells and do all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. yes, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, but, like, don't let it overwhelm you. But I, I couldn't imagine, like, the first, like, time you're like, all right, so how many cards do I draw? Yeah. Seven. Okay. Okay, right. I mean, we've we've played at pre-release against like EDH players that have like, like, don't you like draw? Doesn't everyone draw a card the first turn of the game or something? Yeah, and the mulligan rules different. Yeah, so like you know, I've played against people that have like drawn a card uh, on the play. I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, you you don't do that. Oh, you do that in EDH. Interesting. Yeah, well. Yeah, right, so like, yeah, but I think like getting the like the base rules down and being like, oh, if you play this format, there's this different set of rules, yeah. right? All the other magic plays this way, but there's one format over here, as opposed to being like you like EDH being your base set of rules, 
mm-hmm. and then having to be like, oh yeah, now all the other magic plays this way. Right. And it's like, well, no, no. How about we go with teach what all the other magic does? And then uh, there's and this then one outlier, right? The one that yeah. you sit around with four players, that is the one that is different than all right. the ones you play with one person. Yep. Right. Um, I had not heard of this next one. It's probably it's not surprising that it exists. Right. Yeah. Um, there's aftermarket pre-cons. And like, I think you had mentioned at the top of the show about like specifically crafting a deck from your collection yeah. to, you know, give to somebody as a welcome deck. These things exist and you can just buy them. Um, I'm pretty sure star city games sells a version of this also. And I think channel fireball used to, but the, the big one is card kingdom. Um, they actually put some like thought into the deck lists to make sure that they're all power balanced and they come out with new ones regularly um, but they have like battle decks, they call them, and they're cheap. Like, I mean, you're not getting a ton of value out of, you know, the singles if like you're trying to sell singles or whatever. But they're decks that are power balanced. They're designed to play well with each other, and they're a set list. So if you order, you know, whatever, what, pick a deck or whatever, and order it. If you order two of them, they're going to be exactly the same. And if you order one a month from now it's going to have the same deck list they're they're not random they're you know constructed yeah. lists and they're cheap and like i said they're pretty well power balanced and they also have like powered down versions of these specifically for learning the game that are like monocolored just regular you know easy to understand decks and they're super cheap i want to say like the ones that they sell for like learning to play are only like 6 bucks a piece and I think they have a package deal also where you can get like one for each color and a like learn to play play mat that has like the zones outlined on it for like okay. 30, bu- 30 bucks or something. It's, it's pretty inexpensive. So like yeah. that might be a good option for onboarding somebody also. Um, yeah. I don't. I've never bought these from them, so I don't know exactly what's in them. But I know that like they're generally regarded as being pretty pretty good and pretty well balanced yeah i was gonna say like doing like i think something that you want to have is you want them to leave like with something yeah in terms of like hey this is your deck now Yep. right like or you're like hey every time you come back we'll add more cards we'll add like some neater cards that do different things until we get you to like a full deck and like That way they they're invested because they have they have a thing they have a deck now right mm-hmm. <clears throat> no and I guess we glossed over like part of that is right to some level every a lot of magic players gravitate to a color based yeah. on like play style or like what the color signifies right right. And so, like, doing, like, when you're talking about the different colors of magic, doing the intro of, like, okay, like, white is the, like, like, the, the, the good, like, like, lawful color. Yeah. And red is the, like. Yeah. Like, red is the manic, like, you know, rage and, like, just, like, passion. Compulsive. Yeah, compulsive color. 
right? And explaining that. And like people yeah. are going to gravitate towards the thing that on one hand, the play style, but on the other mm-hmm. hand, like, oh, like I the might want the flavor. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, side note, when Anthony, mm-hmm. when Anthony started playing, he told his mom and she was like, and he like explained the colors or something. And she's like, okay, Anto, but no black cards. No black. (laughs) (laughs) So she was like, you can't, you can't play black cards because those are the bad cards. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, but like, you know, people are going to be like, oh yeah, I like, you know, you know, the the person from your D and D group that like, I don't know, plays like, you know, the rogue or like always makes the like evil decision. Right. They might like gravitate towards black. Yeah. Right. So like giving them that, like, like lawful good paladin is probably going to play white. Yeah, at least initially, right? Because that's like yeah. what they identify with in other games or like at other things right. that they do, right? And then like if they and then you play another deck against them, they're like, oh, like that's a really neat way to play, like you know, whatever mm-hmm. red car, a red deck, or like you know a blue deck. Like, oh, that's a fun way to play. I want to try to do that. Yeah. Right, and then like they get to they get to play uh, a different way, but like, at least initially mm-hmm. they might like latch on to, you know, this other, this way of playing that they like identify with because of flavor reasons. Yeah. Yep. All right. Makes so. All right. So you say you have a whole bunch of old dual decks leaved up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, dual decks don't exist anymore. So like this kind of goes hand in hand with these aftermarket pre-cons because they don't do dual decks anymore. But um, yeah, I've got like a ton of old dual decks sleeved up from just ones that I've randomly bought like over the years. And when they did that dual deck anthology um, was back when Ancestral Visions was like $60 or something stupid. And Mm -hmm. it had one in it and you could get like the whole thing for almost the price of the ancestral visions. Um, so I bought one of those. So yeah, I've got like a whole bunch of dual decks sleeved up and I play them. I don't play them all the time. I don't really even play them regularly, but I used back when I used to play when I was a kid, like all of my siblings played also, we all kind of played together, whatever. And Mm -hmm. you know, like when my sisters come visit, sometimes I'll bust out the dual decks and like, it's kind of a way just to even the playing field and, here you get to pick, you know, I got angels, demons, elves, goblins, uh, the Jace deck, the Vraska deck, the monsters deck, like just pick one of these and then I'll pick one and we'll just play a quick game. Um, the dual decks are, are a little bit more complex than I would like for like teaching somebody the game, but they are kind of a good stepping stone towards like one of the constructed formats or whatever. And some of them are still pretty cheap. The uh, like Mind vs. Might, I think, is still like $10 or $12 or whatever. Um, there's a bunch of them that you can still pick up pretty cheap in the like secondhand market or whatever. Um, so that might be an option also, is look for some dual decks if you're not wanting to buy those uh, the Card Kingdom decks. Yeah. So I, like, I, like I think that's about here. all the tools. Oh, sorry. I like how you have one here that they remember most of the rules, including the ones that don't exist anymore. I think that anyone oh, well, yeah, who has mean... like stepped away from the game and then come back, it's yeah. just like, what happened? 
<laughs> like yeah, mana burn doesn't exist anymore. Mana burn and, doesn't like, exist. Like the legend rule doesn't work the same. <laughs> uh gosh, when I came back, like I just wouldn't draft equipment because I had no idea how it worked. Yeah, planeswalkers were the same way. Yeah, I didn't know like, how to use what? planeswalkers. It's like forever. what is this thing? Yeah. yeah. But like it, I just thought it was funny. It's just like, oh yeah, I remember like stuff not working and making yeah. no sense when I came back. Yeah. The mana burn. That, mana that was burn. a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So uh, what else you got? Um, I think that's about it. Do you can you think of any other tools that somebody might have? Um, I mentioned when we were talking about the Card Kingdom battle decks that they have like a learn to play play mat that has, mm-hmm. you know, zones and stuff and like I think it has turn phases on it. Like that might be something to help teach like as a tool and I mean you could even give to them. Yeah. I think Magic has like their own licensed version that sometimes you can find at an LGS or ordered online or whatever. But most of the places where you can have playmats printed have that as one of their like base options also. Didn't so you like, could get one there. Wasn't Cameron's from like Loading Ready Run? Like uh, it, maybe. It was like the dead place Fighting in the place. really in the really dead place. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been like yeah, but there's always one of those that you can like find somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of handy for a new player. Yeah. Just and just like like we a said, reminder. Right. The number of people we made super happy by giving a playmat that was just like in a stack oh, in yeah. the closet. Right. Like, yeah, those are the things, right? Like you, you want them to enjoy the game, but like, if they feel like they have like their own things to play the game, like Mm -hmm. now they, now there's more investment, right. And they're going to want to use those cool things that you gave them. Right. Right. So just, just keep that in mind. Like if you've been to a couple pre-releases and you got, you know, two or three spin down life counters you're not going to use two or three of them like you know give them one of them too yeah like gosh, or an old I, set of sleeves or something gosh like if you want we can start like uh, uh giving spin down life counters as uh as patreon rewards i've got it i've got like, an entire <laughs> like uh what, what are they now called like i don't know it used to be fat packs and they were called something else for a while yeah, bundle 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 i've got an entire bundle box full of spin yeah. down dice See the problem with spin downs is they don't fit in an envelope very well. This is this is very true. <laughs> we we if you come to Myrtle Beach, we'll throw them at you. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll pelt you with them. Yeah, but yeah, like just those kind of things, I think will will help. Like, hey, here's your spin down. Here's here's a play yeah. mat. Like you know, here's yep. here's a deck that's already sleeved up, right? Like they yep. they have here's a deck box for it. So now they have like all the stuff they're like, Oh, I'm a magic player. Now I have all this stuff that all the other magic players have. And I know yep. like, it sounds, it sounds kind of little kiddish, but at the same time mm-hmm. though, like, I think we've all felt that like, like, Oh man, I have a play mat now. Like, look at me go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. like hook them up. Right. Yeah. Even if it's something, you know, something small, like I've got a, uh, for whatever reason, I haven't thrown out any of the cardboard from pre-release kits over the years. I just like fold them up and shove them in a box. So I've got a whole box full of what are basically deck boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, those are fine for somebody new to the game to store their deck in. 
hook them up. There's really no reason why I need to have a box of them. And I'm probably the only person that saves them. But if you got one laying around, like, give it to them. Yeah, like, it can't hurt. Like, it's, yeah. it's just going to, you're just going to make someone's day. Yep. Yep, so. all that little stuff. Any well, other tools you can think of, or is that about it? I think that's about it. So if we were to come up with a, a TLDR um, of like the process, what mm-hmm. do you think the process should be? Like start somebody with the arena tutorial? I think like arena tutorial and then like trying to keep things simple and building. Yep. And like, yep. I think that don't be afraid to like just, you know, either sit and play with Sparky or like just sit and play with them like with the simplest version of the game and then yeah. like build little by little on top of that. And like yeah, I was- like what you said though about um like making sure that there's like a social aspect there even if you're doing the arena tutorial because like if you just tell somebody to, you know, do the arena tutorial and report back, I think that's probably not going to work out so well. Make sure that, you know, you do it with them or something. And- yeah. I mean, like or if you're like, you know, like, hey, do the arena tutorial. I'm going to hey, I'm going to go grab dinner, do the arena tutorial, hop on Discord here in like 30 minutes and yeah. then we'll start playing games. Right. So they get through the tutorial and then their friend's yeah. going to come hang out with them and they're going to yeah. like play some games and like, you know, start against Sparky. So you can like coach them through some things mm-hmm. and then maybe you're like, oh, hey, we'll direct challenge and I'll like play whatever. Yeah. Right. And then that will help. And like I said, like being like, just don't, like you said, don't overload them with too much stuff. Yeah. Because there's like, like we said, the rule book's 200 pages, like to be able to like play the game, like you probably need like 30 of those pages. Right. I'm, I'm sure that the, the explanation of the like untapped step is probably 45 pages, but like you don't need all of it. Right. You just need right. a small part and then Cliff let notes. yeah, and then let them learn the rest of the rule book from yeah. actually doing it. And yep. like if you are their guide, if you're their Sherpa, you can be like, okay, I want to give them this card that's gonna teach them this interaction or teach mm-hmm. them this thing. Like, okay, I want to make sure there's that when I make when we add cards to their deck, like like I said, we're gonna add the you know, the goblin pile driver so we can like explain what protection from blue is yeah right like like you know you like you plant like okay today we're gonna go over protection and like hex proof and stuff all right so here like goblin pile driver that explains like protection and like oh like i'll play a snakeskin veil Mm -hmm. and like you know so you can like set it up so that like they can you know they can see those things Mm -hmm. yep and I like the idea of, like you said, just kind of, you know, building a simple deck or using one of those, uh, like the learn to play precons or whatever, just to, you know, just to make it easy. Skip EDH, at least to start with. At least to start with. Like you yeah. said, there's just, there's just too much to keep track of. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the goal is like, you know, hey, like we want our, you know, Mike comes over and like eats pizza and like watches us play EDH and wants to mm-hmm. start playing. 
cool like get Mike to the point where like he understands stuff before you're like here's my like I don't know Edgar Markov deck yeah figure it out this thing, this, this thing works when it's not in play it's like, what that, I don't <laughs> like this hurts me yeah. <laughs> you're like okay cool let's start with grizzly bears and like gray ogres and then we'll yeah. go from there move on like okay i can i can handle grizzly bears and gray ogres all right yeah so yeah like we said build complexity and then let them mm-hmm. let playing the game like take care of it because you know you you're never going to remember stuff that you're told you have to actually experience it um one more last thing Okay. Is kind of like as you're coming up to speed, don't forget about booster draft. Like booster draft is a way to have lots of fun while growing your collection kind of on the cheap. And a lot of people, I think, skip that step. So just make sure that draft, like people know that it exists. I know drafting is like a whole another thing to learn. So obviously you don't just want to teach somebody how to play magic by drafting but um it's a great way to build your collection out while you know still having fun while doing it and not just having a you know buy a booster box and hope you get whatever whatever you're looking for like same thing with a like we've been talking about with arena how you know it's a lot a lot better a lot smarter way to use your money drafting instead of you know just cracking packs to get your wild cards to craft your singles. Same thing applies with paper. So Sounds good. Yep. All right. So with that, I think we have a show now. I think so. So if you have any suggestions or stories about like successfully teaching someone to play, you can tweet them at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Or drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you're looking to support the show, you can use our TCG Player Affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, or give us money directly through our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Like I said, patrons get early access to our show notes, they get access to our pre-show, and you'll get on my list for givebacks, and maybe this raffle playmat thing that i'm gonna do so hop on over there throw a couple bucks in help us out and we also have our discord which is where the idea for this episode came from uh, there's a link in the description there's a link on our social media to join our discord channel talk with us if you have questions about teaching somebody to play magic we can try and answer them there um, we help with decks if you've got a deck you've got questions with you can post it up and You'll get a whole bunch of eyes on it. Everybody giving their opinions on what you should do. Um, and our YouTube channel. Um, should have some more content coming out as soon as Crimson Vow comes out. We'll do some box openings. Brian's going to do some draft videos. And we'll get some more content up there. So make sure you go over there. Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Like and subscribe so you're notified when when new content comes out. So we got anything else for this show? Nope, I think we're good. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.